The following program is a work of fiction and falsehood that is not meant to be interpreted as actual fact. The views expressed in this program are not necessarily those of the broadcaster or the management thereof. This program deals with morbid themes and grotesque humor. Listener discretion is advised. Glad you're here. I'm media disruption developer Kai Hubris, and this is EurekaCast, now where science meets technology meets you. With me, as always, is Professor Rowan Meadowlark from the Simon Amy Institute of Spirit Sciences. Hello there, Rowan. Hello to you, Kai, and Salzop Estes Frankuli, hmm. which is, of course, the traditional East Side greeting that roughly translates to, how are you doing? How am I doing? How are you doing, Rowan? Kai? I thought you'd never ask. Thank you so much. I've actually, it's been really rough these last few, these last few days. It's been and rough for all of us. Yes, it's mm. been rough for a lot of Particularly us. Particularly me, because the, to, to understand this, I mean, this is all about the storm, as you know, um, which is currently ravaging much of the continental U.S., many of the offshore islands and bases that exist uh, within the basically the storm span of the U.S. and, of course, particularly the tech nook of Chicago, the the notable tech nook, which is where many of the tech brothers, more uh, technological, I guess, more technological laboratories are located, including the new media laboratories. Uh, there, it's been considerably difficult here, what with the ice condensing. Uh, but enough about me. Ro- Rowan, how are you doing through all of this? Well, I have prided myself for many years on being prepared for lots of eventualities like this. Mm-hmm. So I am presently uh, broadcasting from a, uh, um, a a wellness bunker affiliated with uh, Simon Amy and the Institute of Spirit Science. I see. Uh, we have all of our records here. We have, um, of which we have quite a few, we have many important relics and artifacts that uh, we have been studying here. Mm-hmm. The precocious youngsters, our indigo children, are all safe and well kept for. Um, I will be back to attending to them after this program. Unfortunately, who's attending to them to them now? Uh, uh, one of my uh, one of my uh, uh, compatriots, um, I, whose name I I don't think they'd be comfortable with me giving them their name. Of uh, course, uh, given what goes on with the Indigo Children. But um, to a larger point, though, not everything is great. Um, our vineyards have been completely and irrevocably ruined. We were expecting a wonderful uh, mined wine harvest this year mind wine harvest. mind wine correct it's a very special type of grape um that's uh, mind grape it's 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 fertilized with a number of um proprietary uh um substances all natural all organic of course. of course uh it's i really i mean should might not even be 
able to talk about the mind wine, truthfully, um, uh, as well as uh, our quarries where we uh, we develop our our own. It's it's uh, it's similar to the yoni egg, but um, it's made from a very different materials. It's created from siderite, actually, um, but unfortunately, uh, that site has been flooded. Uh, mm, of course, yes. thousands of dollars in industrial flooded and then covered in. A thick layer of, of viscous gas, I'm guessing. Oh, uh, among others, uh, there's still a number of miners unaccounted for. Uh, sure. Uh, but um, I'm sure they're. Uh, we all wish them the best, mm-hmm. and we have thoughts and prayers towards them. Yes. M- miners, as in people that mine, or are they in fact underage? Um. Oh. A little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. I mean, these are unprecedented times. Absolutely. You can't be expected to fully comply with all laws in times like these. The Yoni Egg, and um, that's not the final name for it, but this will be the ultimate Yoni Egg by the time we are done with our production process. I see. see. Well, yes. I I mean, any listener out there would be probably going through something very similar. It's been just the span of the symptoms of the effects that we see all across uh, the United States, much of the uh, North North American hemisphere, really. Uh, they, they're widely varied. Everybody seems to be experience, experiencing something themselves, unique to their area, unique to their personal being, too, both physically, emotionally, and uh, spiritually, I guess. Also technologically, of course, if you include the the severe uh the the severe uh, uh tragic uh, effects on the servers that much of the united states including the tech brothers uh, area has been has been undergoing it's truly tragic how 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 drastic these 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 servers look from from my regard I know I have lost access to some of my favorite sites for research and um, yeah. understanding. A frankly, third, practically a third to uh, to a half of all of the of the crucial servers that we use to underlie all of our major technology are unaccounted for. Are are down in needs of repair in a variety of ways, and we just don't have the access to those servers to get to them. Well. I can only kick myself for not printing out the recipes for my various breads mm. that I use on a constant basis out. I should have done it by this point, but now I'll just have to feed my sourdough and wait, wait until they return, if they return. Well, to distract ourselves, uh, Rowan, do you by any chance have a, have a story that you prepared for us today um, from the knowledge banks over at the Simon Amy Spirit Sciences Institute? Uh, what do you bring us today? Oh, yes. Uh, well, um, today I'd like to comment on a, um, this isn't so much technological news, but it pertains to technology mm-hmm. and it pertains to something that's very important to me, very important to Simon Amy. Sure. Wellness. I see. Now, the Chicago Water Authority has just announced that they're moving to an opt-in system for tap water purification. Mm-hmm. So... It's being described as a cost-cutting measure, and uh, uncertainly it is. But essentially, neighborhood aldermen, uh, this next um, meeting that's coming up, will have the option to opt into water purification for the tap water in their ward at an additional cost beyond what's being paid right now. I see. Uh, so it's a, it's a great, a great ability to a, a great uh, idea to get new funds into struggling areas. 
uh, well, funds from struggling areas, perhaps. But at the same time, these these areas, they might not be struggling so bad hmm. because what these areas want, if they decide to opt out, instead of getting the the toxin-laced, um, chemically-treated, um, normal tap water after going well, through all these processes, sure. they will be getting clean, all-natural, untreated water I straight see. from Lake Michigan. I see. Um, one of, well known to be one of the cleanest bodies of fresh water in the in the united I see. states so when you say clean you mean primarily that they're not going through any of the any of the purification processes that a normal really water would be expected to go through to meet federal guidelines well expected i think is the wrong term to use but um uh, uh, mandated mm. might be the correct term and uh, yes in that way it's um it, it's not there's no bureaucracy. The bureaucracy is being cut out. The middleman is these individuals. Which is the true toxin. Well, it's one of them, certainly. It's absolutely one of them, especially when they have this, this, this suppressive mindset that keeps them, keeps them thinking in terms of these technologies that haven't been changed right. in literally hundreds of years. You can look into this. The, the technology of municipal water treatment mm-hmm. has, is, is essentially unchanged since the early 1900s. Really? And, so, uh, to, to, to editorialize some, uh, because I, once again, this is not necessarily a science or technology story in and of itself, mm-hmm. but I think the implications are, are incredible for the technology of wellness in the sense that now water drinkers, at least through their elected representatives, sure. have who a has choice, their best interest in mind, undoubtedly has their best interest. They have the choice to not opt in to these um, not necessarily evidence-based conclusions of, of, of foul play, of, of ill, Ill uh, outcomes, but outcome-based results of ill outcomes coming from these treatments. So to... to I, see, I see. Personally speaking, I know I'm not comfortable with, and I know I speak for a lot of people, mm-hmm. I'm not comfortable with many of the chemicals they put in their water or in the water, rather. I mean, mm-hmm. I say their water because I have my own uh, reverse osmosis system mm-hmm. carefully calibrated with a number of... Uh, that's neither here nor there. Um, well, I'm not I, comfortable well, with what gets put in. It, well, yeah. And I'm also equally uncomfortable with the ones they don't take out. Where the, the, the Interesting. R- Rowan, what, what, kind of, what kind of things would you like... Would you like them to take out of, of the water? Well, so I am uh, aware, I've seen many studies, perhaps you've seen these studies too. I've seen many studies, yes. Of these trace amounts of, uh, of medication uh, that work their way into the water systems. Okay. They're detectable even in the tap water just because they get recirculated. Um, and these are things like antidepressants, mm-hmm. um, antipsychotics, okay. um, even narcotics. I see. Can, Tra- trace amounts in in all bodies of water, especially ones that are near near high population areas. Right, and there is being nothing to do- being done to address that issue. Um, and so, when I'm preparing a, an admixture to go on a spirit quest, how do I know that these substances in the water, these these psychogenic substances mm-hmm. in the water, aren't interfering right. with? the psychogenic substances I'd like there to be in the water that I'm ingesting. And Rowan, you're saying that these studies 
show that there are traceable amounts, not only traceable, but but large enough amounts in, inside of these water supplies to possibly have side effects with other medications that you are taking. Well, what I the the what I do when I go on a spirit quest mm-hmm. involves um very cutting edge, bleeding edge chemicals uh that that okay. are not fully understood right. or uh quantified in a manner. So I don't know, but I want to know that when I'm doing these research chemicals, if you will, that they are acting on their own and not being interfered with with some other some other variable, some right. other factor. You're you're I, trying you're you're trying to control your experiment and you can't. No, I, I, I cannot in good faith write an accurate trip report based off of my experimentations with the number of psychotropics that Simon Amy puts out if I think that the water that I'm drinking already has other chemicals in it that will be interfering. And I have another point on top of that. Okay. In a very similar manner, we are all aware of the health benefits of controlling the pH of your drinking water. Oh, certainly, yes. There are some individuals who believe that alkaline water is unilaterally good for you. I would say they're mostly correct, but 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 that's neither here nor there. Um, some individuals actually do better with acidic acid wa- uh, tap water. What do you mean rather. by now, Rowan? What do you mean by do better? It, once again, this is not evidence based. This is outcome based. Oh, uh, there's a very substantial difference, but I've known people who. At the Simon Amy Institute, I would imagine. Uh, it's people, people not necessarily at the Simon Amy Institute, but the many people that are touched um, by Simon Amy and the operations at the Institute mm-hmm. of Spirit Science, they cha- simply changed the pH of their drinking water, either um, a couple of degrees up, a couple of degrees down. Okay. There's numerous metrics to determine which way you need to go. But once they're adjusted in one direction or another, they go from being miserable depressed um just just wretches absolute wretches they change that their their drinking water Mm -hmm. they're flourishing they are simply flourishing and no longer wretched is absolutely not 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 a trace of wretchedness Hmm. uh and so to that point uh, many of the chemicals that are put in drinking water act as chemical buffers. So when you go to try and raise or lower the pH, you have to fight against this, this mandate, this, this, this centuries old, um, closed off mindset mandate saying that you cannot, that, that, saying that, that makes water it should, yeah, the water should be Neither acidic nor basic to be actually water. It, it, that is definitely one way to characterize it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, in some of the neighborhoods where this opt-in system is well, some of the neighborhoods that are choosing to opt out rather. There from, are already reports of the neighborhoods that are opting out. Yes, a number. Um, mm-hmm. We the, we're looking at places like uh, next to the yards. Uh, Dead Man's Gulch, mm-hmm. which, to be fair, is pretty much already in Lake Michigan, so mm-hmm. they're already dealing with that. And of course, Wicker Park. There's a number of very health-conscious people that that are that occupy Wicker Park, and God bless them mm-hmm. for for understanding that the choice is what matters. You right. need to be able to choose. There's 
plenty of places where one can go get fluoride. If you need to have your fluoride, there's a number of places one could go sure. to purchase it and put it in their own water, and that's fine. That is fine. Where, for where those are people. some of those places, Rowan? Are you familiar? What what places are easily accessible fluoride? Well, I are you talking about? Are, are you speaking of dental hygiene equipment and and uh, substances? There's a number of chemical manufacturers that if you send a plate email, they will send you as much fluoride as you want. It's not mm. that hard. I, it, I, I would answer it more specifically, but I want those people who are so dead set on putting fluoride in their water to have to go look for it. If you really want it that badly, then work for it go out and okay. find it. it Don't you, expect the government to do your dirty work for you. Rowan, what you're saying is that if it really did work, then you'd put in the time. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. And it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't work. I, I like uh, this idea because I think it's an opportunity. It sounds like an opportunity for even more, uh, even more experimental processes uh, to be introduced to certain areas' water supplies. I mean, really, it's that government bureaucracy that says this water is going to be used for every single person in a large area, so they can't really get creative and uh, and ingenuitive with what they do to the water. But if there are smaller locations, they could try putting it through different bacterial colonies, seeing what that does, seeing how that tastes, feels... Uh, 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 using new advanced algorithms, uh, new advanced purification methods that are being developed by the Chicago Body Project to really desalinate and clean up and, of course, also put in a variety of essential nutrients into the waters, really things that they can't do because they, they've been covering too large of an area. I fully expect there to be a blossoming of alternative concepts of what constitutes safe drinking water coming out of this. And I am so excited to see what people realize, mm -hmm. the, the knowledge that is revealed. Right. Uh, that, that, is, that is very interesting, Rowan. Thanks for all of that, all that insight into this, this new and important uh, a trend in municipal... Well, hopefully it becomes a trend. Yes. Uh, in, in, in municipal uh, uh, works, I, I would say. Um, but now that we've now that we've covered that, it's time to move on to uh, my collection. Me and the the new media laboratories here have been collecting some of the newest, most important Eureka moments, Eureka stories over the past week, uh, and we decided decided to bring them here to just make make it transparent how many revolutionary things discoveries inventions are being brought being made by scientific communities all around the world part of the tragedy of the storm in bringing down the internet is that we cannot have up to the minute updates mm. i was following a very a number of very interesting threads across a number of forums mm -hmm. that users poised to make breakthroughs and now and now they're gone they're gone right uh, it's truly tragic. But one, one thing that we do know is that uh, recently astronomers uh, at the University of Iowa Neighborville were able to, dis were able to accidentally, uh, this is actually more of an old story, but, but it, it, more recently new discoveries were made that really revolutionizes uh, w what we know about this area of space. Astronomers accidentally discover a cosmic, what they're calling a cosmic grindhouse in space. 
And this is an area of space really only theorized. Nobody thought it, no, nobody at least would thought would thought it would be close enough to our solar system to observe uh, using infrared telescopes. But it's one in a hundred billion chance. Uh, astronomers are tracking various bodies around the Earth, and they pointed their their telescopes up to one specific area in the uh, uh, in the Sagittarius constellation, and what they saw was a large gas giant planet. They fixed their telescope on it, and in a different, differing, in, in, in a different, relatively near, uh, near galaxy, uh, they pointed their telescopes at it, and they they saw this gas planet escaping from the gravitational pull of several of the larger bodies, um, which we now know are called neutron threshers. So at that right moment, at that exact moment that they pointed these telescopes to that body, they saw at a cosmological level this gas giant, which they are now calling or used to call SP-776, get uh, get planetarily, in a sense, decapitated, wow. running into the longest and sharpest asteroid belt ever observed. Uh, these asteroid belts dancing like like a pair of butterfly knives around the borders of the, of this area. Well, I think it goes to show that. Life extends both in down to the microscopic mm-hmm. to the cosmological. Yes, if you sometimes sometimes you have to look, you have to look at small details, small changes in the world to notice the the grandeur of it. And sometimes all you have to do is take a step back and observe things over the course of millennia. Why why a grindhouse though? Why not why not more akin to a, a lion, a proud lion, or a, a a powerful grizzly bear hunting in the woods, the woods being outer space in this comparison. Well, well, well based on the, based on some other observations that were made, this was made maybe uh, seven years ago, and they've been tracking this area that entire time because it takes time to track an area to really understand it from a cosmological level, um, like we're talking about. Um, but, but what they saw were, were these, uni- these scientists at the University of Iowa, na- uh, Neighborville, uh, uh, observed this, da- this, uh, decapitation. And they decided to look further at these, at these neutron threshers. And, and what they discovered were they, were, they were a number of neutron threshers feeding on, a neutron thresher, if, if you don't know, is, is sort of like a, a mixture between a black, it's like a gray hole almost. It's a black hole and a white hole. What it does is bodies of gas and rock and various other matter go into them and they spit out almost in this congealed uh, plasma from the other end. Uh, it, it's a massive flat uh, piece of mass that is also spitting out all these different uh, uh, different forms of energy and really congealing this area into something of like a smut of like a grime uh, almost like a, almost like a like a like a sausage um, from the other end undoubtedly it's just a part of the cosmological circle of yes. life absolutely so what they saw with these threshers were slowly slowly feeding on this chain of fused stars, these stars that were fused together north pole to south pole, as if they were sewn, you know, front to back over the course of uh, uh, really uh, several, uh, several, several solar systems. These this line of, uh, of of stars uh, struggling to almost get away from these threshers that were feeding on them. They also discovered were uh, four additional neutron threshers that were trapping this area this pile almost this flat pile of of gas and uh, ne- like nebula and rock 
all together, and they were standing on either end in fixed place, which is which is strange for two objects to be so fixed with regard to each other over such a long period of time. Especially in terms of a, of a cosmological uh, context. Exactly, and, and what we saw was uh, in the middle of this area, they had this these rocks and these this gas all suspended, being suspended between the gravitational pull of both of these threshers at the same time. And what you saw is slowly, slowly, you have like a double-edged, uh, like a double-edged spaghettification happening. You just have this, these constant pulling sensations from both sides, this rock being spread out, stretched. Um, and what you see is like a, 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 a small whimper of, of photons just, just erupting from this pile. Um, finally, the final interesting part that we saw um, from this is, is a more near one. We had to focus in to see this one, but we saw a very large planet, a very large gas planet, um, a, with ice rings around it, very similar to the ice rings around Saturn, very thick um, ice rings, um, which uh, were in this star system with this, with, with this one dwarf, dwarf star, uh, uh, this, this one uh, uh, red dwarf star. Um, and this planet was almost the size of, of this dwarf star. It, it was so large. And the rings, very, very large. And what you saw is they were orbiting almost so close to the star that, that, that it, they were almost swinging right above the star. And what we saw was slowly on a cosmological level, these star, this dying star, uh, this, 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 these rings were getting closer and closer and closer. And the last time they checked, these rings were just barely touching the the dwarf star uh, uh, uh and you can imagine the the sort of the tripping and tearing and shredding that is we're about to see from this very interesting star system well it sounds quite brutal um quite metal perhaps yes um but re really i this the, now it sounds it sounds very sad to some people it sounds gruesome to others but but really what this insight gives us is a uh, uh what this discovery gives us is insight into the beginning uh, beginnings of our fair universe and of course the fate of our universe too, which is constantly on everybody's mind. Well, is is there in uh, any evidence that the, the the preponderance of these neutron threshers um, is expanding? That there are more of them? Well, you know, like we said, these these neutron threshers for the age of the universe, it was it's very surprising to see them so close to us. Um, theory says that that these threshers, once they consume, once they have their I don't know, fun, they're quote-unquote fun in this area of space, that, that they will expand into different areas. Uh, but, I mean, that's just theory. We have no reason to believe that they will move on, that they will move from this area. I mean, we, ju we just don't know. I mean, a bigger, uh, really a, a more likely occurrence will be that newer and newer stars will move into this system, which seems to be at a, at a, like a stable place in space, and just they'll get their new opportunity to, to feed one at a time from uh, different different systems moving into uh, into this area. I I am actually quite excited to hear more about this going forward. Mm -hmm. it, it would be to see evidence of these nature-like cycles of death and rebirth and really, predator really feeding just, and prey. Yeah, really just death. Death can be beautiful, and I'm, and I have seen many beautiful deaths, uh, and I hope that I mean, haven't we all, Rowan? In a way, 
in a way, I think it would be very poetic if mm-hmm. Earth was taken by one of these neutron threshers. I'm sure in a way it would be. They should really should. Rowan, I've said this many times, and I will stand by this, but they really should. But I don't think I don't think we have enough time for another story, unfortunately. So, so Rowan, would you please lead us into our mid-show meditation? Uh, the mid-show meditation, yes. Okay. Uh, so, uh, Kai, as always, huh? I would invite you to close your eyes, clear your mind, the listener, okay. uh, or our listeners, perhaps. Uh, the same to you, because I'm going to lead you on a very quick mid-show meditation. So... Imagine, you are the village bell ringer. The bitter cold of the winter night leaves your fingers numb, but you don't dare leave your post. Every night they come back, and a few more of your neighbors and loved ones are gone. Your wife was one of the last few to be taken, her face still fresh in your memory. Something stirs in the distance, past the blowing snow. You begin ringing. They've returned. And we have returned. We we are back, and we couldn't come back any sooner. Given the subject that we plan on talking about today, we plan on talking a little bit more about what we know, live updates of this ever ever more expanding ever more more growing concern that we are all facing any everybody listening is definitely touched by in some extent by this massive happening that phenomenon yes this this massive phenomenon that 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 came uh and is and is is ravaging so much of what we know and love that is of course the storm the storm it is it is here it is surrounding us although not necessarily us mm-hmm. um where did it start what what should we expect from it i mean these are things that we still do not know but we are only now coming to grasp with the magnitude the questions as to why as to how must come later yeah. now it is merely what is going on? Yeah, what is happening? Don't even know where. Questions like where, what, who. All of these have yet to be answered and may perhaps never be answered. But what we know right now yeah. is there are so many people struggling and the storm is only getting worse. It's so, only getting stronger. And, and and so I personally, in the Simon Amy uh, Institute for Spirit Science mm-hmm. bunker, I've been watching the dials. I've stepped away from the Indigo Children, as mentioned, to do this program and to to monitor the situation as it unfolds. And yes. I, I have some very sobering information coming mm-hmm. in. But first, why don't you set some some context right. for just where if, we are? If right you now. have been hiding under a rock, I guess uh, you wouldn't know this. But the the storm, from what we know now, it's it's a, it's a large bubble. Almost, it's it's, it's a very bubble-like uh, geography geometry uh, that is enclosing the entire continental United States, including much of the northern hemisphere. Uh, from what we know right now, storms usually have storms usually have eyes somewhere for them to center, somewhere them for them to spin. The eye of this storm is, by all by all accounts, uh, 
untraceable, uncentered. We, we don't know where it is. Well, looking over here, I am receiving uh, numerous contradictory accounts of where the eyes are. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, so as far as we know, there could be anywhere between two to five different eyes, right. depending on how, um, ironically enough, the valid these eyewitnesses are. And that, then that is correct. And that, and that, uh, that corresponds to, that connects to some of the, uh, uh, some of the monitoring that we've been doing. The Fender satellites, which are currently circling just above the northern, uh, the, the North American continent, uh, have been monitoring the trajectory of the storm in its bubble-esque, multi-layered, twisting, uh, twisting movement. Um, and has been in an attempt to just level to levy the storms uh, and try to try to to calm the waves and the waters and the and the the winds that we're seeing uh shot in shot rays of uh, of of alpha particles uh in a common a, a a common procedure that is often done with large storms of this magnitude to, to try to for one locate the eye of the star storm by tracking the and and recording the echoes of these alpha particles and, and two just trying to calm the airs around them with these additional alpha particles and what we see is that we believe that once we find where the eye is um using these alpha particles that eye then what it seems like disappears again and possibly uh doubles or quadruples the the number of central eye locations that these uh these are well this is, could certainly account for some of the discrepancies mm-hmm. i'm receiving because um the the information i'm monitoring w- granted with the limited amount of server space that is currently sure. still operable um it's it's increasing exponentially the number of eye reportings mm-hmm. that that i'm seeing uh coming through um and as a matter of fact i actually i do have a uh um a very important uh, piece of information that just came in, which is to say that towards the center of the storm in the most affected areas of the storm... Sure, the centers of the storm. Uh, yes. Um, it is showing... The wind itself is showing laminar flow. Laminar flow. unprecedented. Completely unprecedented. Never it, seen in a storm. N- never, never. Um, we've seen slug flow, mm-hmm. um, plug flow, mm-hmm. uh, bubble flow, and a, a most exhibit turbulent flow, sure. but laminar flow is completely unprecedented. It's it's a, a, unbelievable, unbelievable what's happening. This is com- right. there's nothing like this on record. Right. Uh, that's that's gonna that's ob- obviously for a number of reasons completely devastating. On top of what we're seeing already, uh, and you may be asking yourself, where's the Tech Brothers in all of this? Why are they not tracking using their advanced algorithms where the storm is going to go? And, and the problem is. Um, although many of the Tech Brothers softwares are uh, are really up to the task, are perfect for tracking such a chaotic uh, a chaotic beast. Um, unfortunately, the the Tech Brothers server nook, um, the tech nook of Chicago, uh, the server nook, um, is experiencing a heavy amount of heat condensates, which are layers of heat with cold on top of uh, various various gas formations, um, which are leaving a lot of the servers that we would usually keep these algorithms on and where we would process a lot of this data uh, completely unreachable. Well, there is something to be said about the old techniques of meteorology. Mm-hmm. Um, Abacuses and compasses. Uh, windsocks. You would be surprised what he accomplished with a, a windstock. A stick in a rock. Oh, it, that, that right there um, tells you whether or not it's rainy or sunny out. 
And in a lot of cases, what time it is, if mm-hmm. you're creative with the stick. Right. Um, on top of that, storms have already, just, just, to, just to put in perspective, the amount of damage that the storm has done, um, and, and just the chaotic nature of it, how, where, where it is in the, it truly is everywhere in the United States. It picks up in some areas, it, it, it settles down in other areas, but truly there is no center. There is no, no, no really real bounds that's covered, but, but, but what we see in the, uh, in the Great Lakes area, um, the storm has already sunk several small islands, archipelagos, land peas, and coves um, off of the Great Lakes, including some some of the notable ones, some of the truly tragic ones. Um, the Teresa, the Teresa Gouge, um, the Mikawau, the Hungry Cove, oh, no. the Kelp Kelp Tree Sanctuary, oh, no. Sandy Inferno, and the Garve. Well. Completely lost, unreachable well, at this point. Well, I think the Garve might be in a better place than it was before it got sunk. But to see the kelp kelp tree sanctuary completely and utterly destroyed. Um, the kelp kelp tree only reproduces every thousand years. It, it's it's it, generations mm-hmm. of... of um, and really only on that area, in, in that sanctuary. It's... Uh, it goes to show nature takes what it gives mm-hmm. as well. Um Mother Nature is truly something to be feared and awed. I, I mean, I mean, truly, from what we see of the storm, uh, moving up, uh, variety, a, a number of beaches, especially in the Chicago area, what we see is, is moving up, um, the Kobe Beach, the Fountain Beach, and the Humboldt Beach, uh, with, with what we're seeing now is upward guttural winds, um, that are moving at a quarter of a million farads. That's, that's, um, once again, I think we're gonna be saying this a lot, but that's unprecedented, completely unprecedented. Mm-hmm. Even, even thing uh, notorious uh, storms like Hurricane Katrina, Andrew, even um, the legendary Kamikaze, the divine wind uh, in the Mongol invasion, was only expect was only uh, estimated to have um, a fraction mm-hmm. of that many farads, um, 10,000 at most farads. Right. And, and those were major history sh- changing storms. We can only imagine what, what changes will occur due to this storm. I, I'm, I, I'm actually, I'm sorry. I have another update. Um, okay. I, I have another update. Um, FEMA, the Federal Emergency Management Administration okay. has officially announced a Marmaduke category emergency. <laughs> across most of the continental US that is one of the high, the the highest non-classified Rowan, emergency Rowan I didn't even know that one existed they just unclassified it for this moment wow. um it's um so um if you are hearing this listener please consider taking shelter i cannot give um right. i cannot uh, direct action. I cannot make actionable comments. Sure. So please consider finding shelter. Mm-hmm. Please consider hugging your loved ones mm-hmm. for the last time, as it may very well be the last time. Yes. Um, please, please internalize if you are so interested that you might die immediately. I mean, if you need any more reason, uh, I, I, I would be, uh, I would be remiss to not mention the perilous screeching. Which has occurred in several uh, major U.S. cities, including uh, Tiger Forth, Florida, uh, Lensmint uh, Hinsdale, Illinois, um, Old New Gutton, Kansas, um, Freshia, California, 
and and so many more places. Just a perilous screaming, something we haven't seen in Chicago yet, but um, certainly, truly, tr- truly, truly uh, spooky. I mean, really. Well, um, and in these areas where these screeching takes place, it is always um, it's always ante- antecedent. Uh, just a few hours after this this, this screeching begins, um, the, the winds just start to take sharp bites off of whatever coastlines exist there. Uh, um, uh, uh, Gaia screeches, mm-hmm. and most of the time it is inaudible, and most of the time it is ignored. But now it cannot be sure. That is my interpretation. Okay. Gaia has grown teeth, as it as it as it may be. Um, in Chicago, um, do not be. This is a this is a broadcast that's mostly focused on the tech scene in Chicago. So a lot of people that are going to be listening will be from Chicago and might be confused or misled by what they see outside. I mean, really, it's just more of a in many ca- in many places it's a foggy silence. Um, besides, of course, the Upper East Side, where the server nook is located, um, where a lot of the more interesting. Um, the interesting weather-based geometry is located, um, but that does not mean that we are not in 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 danger here. I mean, uh, what we see in other places where we see very similar, uh, v- very similar uh, starting uh, starting events, uh, very similar weather, um, is just just a few hours or a few days after this. We, we would expect that the the cold cord condensates start mixing with the human tender fingers, um, which surround and and pull through the storm, um, and and we expect really this uh, this to be uh, a a a a hellscape in just a oh, little as oh few my, hours. Oh my goddess! Oh my god! Rowan, what are you what are you getting? Slangleyville. Slangleyville. Slangleyville, Illinois. Mm-hmm. It's gone. Slangleyville is gone. Gone. What? What? What are they picking up? What are they seeing there? What are they reading? Completely gone. Everything, Nothing. Everything. The Wacky Wallace theme park obliterated. The world's largest dairy monarch. Mm-hmm. Missing. I mean, and that thing's that thing's been clogging up the the radio waves for for decades now. There is there is with um, their with their with their with their cow broadcasts. Swangleyville is lost. I think we should take a moment. Apparently, due to signal malfunctions, too. I mean, this isn't just a this isn't just a landlocked uh, a, a a landlocked uh, a, a travesty um, to behold. Um, but off of the coasts of the continental U.S., including in the Gulf of Mexico, and then, of course, the, the Atlantic and Pacific Ocean. Uh, what we're seeing is, is severe signal malfunction from a variety of, uh, of CP-30 ships, which are, are basically expelling fuel. Somehow, the, the storm has gotten into the systems and are expelling fuel at a, a record rate. What we're seeing is as the fuel, as this thick, fuel uh few brownish greenish fuel sinks to the bottom of these bodies of water it's it's moving in a way opposed um to the the way that we should expect the these okay no, i'm sorry sorry to cut in i have another update um uh, uh there are being reports okay. now coming, there are being reports now there are reports coming in now okay that the storm mm-hmm. has reached a reynolds number of 1.2 times 10 to the 15th. I, Rowan, I, 
I, I feel, did you mix, misspeak Reynolds number? Yes, Reynolds not number. A, not, a, not a micro Reynolds number. No, no, not a, not a, not a, not a micro Ren, but a full Reynolds number. 1.2 times 10 to the 15th. That, that, re, even Reynolds himself postulated that, that was in, an impossible number to reach. That doesn't even, that doesn't make any sense. There, there, these, this is all breaking information. There could be a rounding error, perhaps, mm-hmm. or some sort of miscalculation. Even a rounding error. It's, it's, it, it could be a mistake, but in these, this, the, what is, what's happening now, especially considering what has happened to, um, with to the islands, mm-hmm. to Hungry Cove, <laughs> Swankyville, the Garve. I don't think it's necessarily. I don't. I don't think it's necessarily an error. I think. I think it might be accurate. I think that might be an accurate number. I think one of the more interesting, uh, interesting things that we that we saw out of this storm that we continue to see out of this storm is its is its targeting of several very specific coastal monuments. I mean, we know of all the coastal monuments that exist um, all around the country, but specifically um, in the uh, the coasts of North Carolina. Um, there exist the, uh, the, the several horsemen of the, uh, science, uh, you know, the science, uh, scene, the, the, the sciences, the uh, sciences. I believe in North it's Carolina. known as the, the horsemen of the science. Yes, the horsemen of the sciences, uh, um, which I have my own issues with. Yes, there are, there are, I mean, North Carolina is known for its monuments, especially seaside monuments, but, uh, realistically, the, the larger, more grandiose ones are North Carolina is known for praising and uh, thinking highly of its of its sciences uh, there. And 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 there are many uh, North Carolinians who have contributed greatly to science, mm-hmm. um, including uh, including of course uh, Healy Let Lafayette, um, which the who is the inventor of cold carbon, a crystalline uh, crystalline figure of deep carbon bonds, which uh, stimulate uh, the skin in a variety of very pleasing ways. Um, this, this statue, the monument there in North Carolina, completely gone. Oh. Uh, the Huger researcher responsible for, uh, auditory thermometer. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Kai. I'm getting another, yes. another update here. It is being now reported that the winds have reached 670 horsepower. 670 horsepower. 670 horsepower? Yes. Yes. No, there's no way. Imagine 670 horses packaged into a storm that covers the United States. I, I mean, th- this was a, this is the, this is the, the number of horsepower that was theorized, uh, in the great Jeep hurricane that, uh, that existed in, in the early Cambrian period. This is this is expected to severely change. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You are correct. You are correct. This was um, I misread something. That's that is just the house the horsepower of a Jeep Hurricane, six hundred seventy horsepower. Excuse me. Well, you were saying about the monuments. Yes. So we we've lost uh, we've lost Healy Lafayette. We've lost Hugh Gurr, a researcher responsible for the auditory thermometer. Um, completely gone. Uh, really, Doctor Doctor Yet Gier. The mathematician who calculated the biggest hole. Um, Bevel Uno. Uh, of course, we, I don't even have to elaborate. String bread. And then, of course, uh, the, only the latest one. Uh, Rhett Lee uh, was the manufacturer of, 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 of the, of the, uh, 
of purely synthetic be empathy. Well, that really was. That's what, I mean. I mean that he is the reason. He is the reason that North Carolina is known as the be empathy state. Well, and it was such a breakthrough, both in entomology and psychology, that be empathy could be synthesized and proven. It could be proven. Mm-hmm. I mean, excuse me. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm getting. One, I'm getting another yes. update. I, I, I to correct myself. Okay. The winds are not at 670 horsepower okay. of force. They are, in fact, at four dine per centimeter, which per uh, centimeter per centimeter. And and can and, you even fit a dine in a centimeter? It's it's a, apparently it's four per centimeter. And to the listener who may not be um, caught up to date on some of these units we're using, because mm-hmm. we use technical units, sure, here. we're both technical individuals. Yes. Imagine a 120 grain egg thrown nearly 10,000 smuts and that's how much four dine per centimeter can do i i i can't even imagine that i i believe that the human prefrontal cortex is not even capable of of imagining such a condensed amount of energy please please if you are if you are in the storm which you are almost certainly are in the storm please consider taking safety i cannot make calls mm-hmm. to action on this program so so please consider um, um finding peace within yourself mm-hmm. and barricading yourself as deeply within your household as you can mm-hmm. preferably in a basement unless you are in a floodplain right in which case do not or excuse me in which case consider not taking shelter in your basement as you may or may not drown this is not a call to action. This is this is merely suggestions. Yes, I, we just as a, as a suggestion, we know that magnetic materials respond. Uh, things like uh, like like irons uh, and really very strong aluminums uh, respond very negatively to the storms. Uh, the storms electricity. If you have children, especially indigo children in your presence mm-hmm. please consider keeping them locked in right. a separate room they have been reacting poorly to the storm um if you have tinfoil or better yet a faraday cage please consider putting your indigo children in those during I, I do not know if that's exactly it it's gotten to that point yet but certainly consider covering if your children have fillings please consider covering their teeth in some sort of uh, 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 soft, uh, impenetrable, non, non-magnetic material. If you take like concrete. Care, if you take care of ferns, put them outside of your house immediately. That consider is a putting them outside. Excuse me. Consider removing yourself from this vicinity of mm-hmm. ferns. They have also been reacting poorly to the storm. If you have a, a, if you live in a place with a lot of wood, consider painting that wood a a a, a reflective color to reflect what we expect to be huge color showers in the northern skies within the next few days. Most importantly, most importantly, remember or consider remembering. This is, in fact. A Marmaduke level emergency. And it needs to be treated with the seriousness that it takes, if mm-hmm. you would like to. If you would like to. I, 
but I, th- I think that's that's all there is to say on the mm-hmm. storm. I think I think we've we've obviously things will continue to develop. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a number of more information coming in right now. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll keep you updated on all of our all of our social media, of course, as the storm develops. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, do we have a citizen science for tonight? We do. Uh, I was I was thankfully able to scrape this mm-hmm. from the numerous um, forums for uh, intellectual discussion Bef- before the they went black. Yes. So. This is um, this somewhat touches on what my story was about with regard to um, buffers and pH and how that can affect your wellness. So, <clears throat> for this is science, <clears throat> love is alkaline and hate is acidic. One minute of laughter can boost the immune system for twenty four hours. One minute of hate can weaken the immune system for twenty four hours. Choose love. Now, I agree with most of this, and there is a great deal of scientific backing that goes into this statement. Um, that it's too, it, there's too much to explain to be able to encapsulate in a little thing like this. Right. So, um, I'm gonna give it, um, an A for effort. But, as touched on earlier, sometimes choosing love isn't the answer. Sometimes being alkaline isn't the answer. If you are in a group, that needs to have a more acidic body system, more acidity in the system, mm-hmm. by all means choose hate. It's not for most people. It's it's not even recommended for the people that it's recommended to mm-hmm. all the time. But do not get unilaterally sucked into the concept of alkalinity equals health right. equals love. There's It's more complicated than that. Other than sure, that, that I makes. Give it, I, 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 this is a wonderful citizen science. It is. I mean, certainly, it's. It comes from a lot of a lot of independent research, which I have to admire. As always, I'd like to close on a quote by a notable scientist in their field. This one is by Doctor Rem Fuam, who said uh, a while ago. This is a scientist from, of course, one of the the early onsets of science during the scientific uh, revolution. One of the most remarkable, really one of the most telling uh, statements ever made. Probably You've probably heard it before, but it's, it's just resonated a lot with me recently, so I, I want to voice it here on the show. They said, what do we know? We don't know anything about anything. Sublime. Mm-hmm. Eureka Cast Now is meticulously researched, produced, and presented with the support of Tech Brothers New Media Labs in Chicago, Illinois. We are rebroadcast every Saturday evening, 8 to 9 p.m. CST on WLPN LP. 105.5 FM Lumpen Radio. If you'd like to get in contact with us, you can follow us at EurekaCast on Twitter. Uh, Rowan, do we have any other methods of getting in contact with us? Yes. Uh, if you engage in other forms of social media, please feel free to find us at Facebook.com slash AWCYFM. We came into that domain. Um, or send an electronic mail to AWCYFM at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Similarly, we came into that. Where you can share. Uh, hopefully with the servers us. are still up. Oh, oh, hopefully, fingers crossed. If you have updates about the storm, um, or perhaps yes. any other technological, scientific, or spiritual breakthroughs that you have witnessed or participated in, please reach out to us at that email yeah. at awcyfm at gmail.com. We would love to get pictures of the storm from wherever you are. I mean, we, we're just getting so many different accounts of things that are happening. We'd like to see in person 
reports of what's going on. It would it would certainly help us understand the scope of the issue mm-hmm. at hand. Um, but but with that, Chicago, allow us here at Eureka Cast now to send positive resonations to your safety and empirical evidence. <laughs>